Hi, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Love is Everywhere, the podcast, uh, the show where I shove self-help down various comedians' throats. Um, the, <laughs> the victim of my uh, self-help uh, uh, forcedom. <laughs> sure, that's a word. Uh, today is Rhiannon Archer. Just such a delight to have her on. We were supposed to have her on a while ago. Uh, and weren't able to get it together until now, but it actually ended up being a lovely thing because it meant that she has been doing her assignment for a full month. Uh, so this is the longest trial period that we've gotten to see in an assignment so far. So very excited about that. It was a great conversation. We took some tangents. They were all wonderful. Um, if you want to go support her work, uh, you can check her out at live shows around the city, uh, as well as keep an eye out for her album. It's going to be coming out soon. I don't have a date for you just yet. Uh, so just keep your eyes peeled and Google search literally every single day. Um, the album is called Baby Bruce and it's coming out on Howl and Roar Records. Uh, so please go check that out. And uh, for us, if you want to support our live show, uh, Love is Everywhere, it happens here in Toronto at Comedy Bar the third Sunday of every month. Uh, so you can buy tickets for that on comedybar.ca. Uh, and in the meantime, please enjoy this conversation with Rhiannon Archer. Okay, we're no good. No intro music? There will be. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, I need the intro. Rhiannon Archer. Hey, buddy. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being here. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to finally be on this podcast. Let's do it. <laughs> so, we start with an honest, how are you? Oh, how are you? This is going to be the whole podcast. I'm fine. No, I... No, this is like an honesty. Is, yeah. Yes, no, honest, no, I'm not fine. <laughs> I got two kids. I have. I'm in. I'm in university right now. I'm teaching at uh, Second City, which is saving my life, and uh, I'm still performing and writing. And I have nothing in the tank. Yeah, nothing understandably. In the tank. <laughs> and so I feel like I'm flailing a lot, but like I'm having a good time. Like mm. I'm not. Uh, upset things can be hard and good at the same time yeah i would prefer them not to be as hard though yeah that would <laughs> like be nice just like a fucking break uh but it's 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 a lot it's a lot right now so like uh i have some up and downs mm -hmm. but i'm not like upset I'm uh, very frustrated. Yeah. But other than that, I'm having a good time. That's good. <laughs> Me and lots of Halloween candy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's basically it, yeah. I I am oh, I'm How are good. you doing? <laughs> that's what I forgot. How are you doing? I am good. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, you just got back from a trip? I just got back from a trip. I'm, like, settling in. I've seen a lot of friends and stuff this week, so I've had a lot of social time, which is nice. Oh, that's nice. What's um, that like? Oh, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> don't, don't be too jealous. <laughs> but yeah, adjusting to being back and and being at work and and stuff like that again. But generally feeling like today I feel like very good. Like that's uh, great. Is there a reason why? Hopeful and optimistic, and I'm just like about this podcast in a very good mood. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe partly because I knew I'd get to talk to you today. Oh, come off it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really excited to hear about your assignment. So we were supposed to have you on the podcast like a month ago. Yeah. And um can't remember why I couldn't be there, but it was like, way. it was one of the things I mentioned beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, it was either one of the things. I think it was the kids. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My husband, um, my husband was away for a weekend long bachelor party mm -hmm. and did not come back on time. And like I'll tell you now, like yeah, my kids like they're super cute, but they don't they don't stop talking. So yep. uh I don't know if you heard my podcast with Todd Van Allen when I did uh his podcast. Uh I had Alfie there and it was a fucking disaster. <laughs> Cause I was like, yeah, he's normally really quiet. That kid did not shut up the whole time. Yeah. Who but knows it, what he said? It saying. ended up being kind of a cool thing, though, because the assignment that I had given you was like a daily practice. Yeah. So then now you've been doing that daily practice for like a month. Yeah. Which makes it 
a historical moment in Love is Everywhere history of the longest that anybody has been doing their assignment for. Yes. So that's exciting. So I will note I missed it maybe three times. <laughs> that's fine. Actually, only three. I'm very impressed. I made it a morning ritual mm-hmm. because when I first get up in the morning, you know, people are like, oh, you should stretch in bed and blah, blah, blah. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah. Do this instead. So then I just switched the saying I was going to stretch in bed and then just did this instead. So uh, the category that you chose for your assignment was self-care. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't, like, like as, as mentioned, yeah. I don't have any. That makes sense. I have no time. Like when people, and I'm getting so tired of people always being like, well, how, you're doing so much. Like, what do you do for self-care? And I'm like, homework. Yeah. Writing networking like mm-hmm. i don't have time and they're like you're gonna burn out i'm like yeah no shit do you want to come and watch my kids for a couple hours yeah. help me out oh i can't <laughs> then shut the fuck up yeah <laughs> like you can only do so much yes. and with no support mm-hmm. it's really hard so i tried to give you an assignment that would take very little of your time because i know that your time is precious mm-hmm. and you've got a more than enough one in your plate mm-hmm. um <laughs> So I didn't want to give you a, like, write 10 things about your day or, like, an assignment like that. Oh, my God. Every but, day? I would <laughs> exactly. have gotten down, like, two days and then I would exactly. just been, like, you know, control, yep. copy, paste. <laughs> but the assignment that I gave you is one that I do myself uh-huh. that I have found really useful that takes very little time. Um, and I've been surprised for myself at what a difference it made, and it surprised me many times. Yeah. So uh, the assignment that I gave you was that you had to spend a moment, uh, however long of a moment you felt, mm-hmm. at some point in the day to physically put your hand over your heart mm-hmm. um, and just kind of sit with your hand over your heart and just check in with yourself. Like, oh, hey, yeah. heart, how's it going in here? Yeah. Like, what's up, heart? <laughs> Yeah. How you feeling? <laughs> no, and and I did that, and uh, you know, at first you feel kind of like silly yeah. doing it. You're just like okay. that's true of a lot of these things. Yeah, like no, absolutely. a lot of this self help stuff. Like you feel like a big dork, and it feels yeah. really like stupid how on purpose you have to be with it. Yeah, so you do mindfulness. Yeah, like the first time, like. Uh, the, that you do with, like, the guided mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Like, if you either do it, like, a CD or whatever, like, with John Cabot-Smith. Um, first time you listen to that, you're like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> like, you're expecting somebody to come around and massage your back. Because I'm like, am I at a spa? Yeah. Like, what is this, <laughs> what is this nonsense? Um, so it always feels, like, very weird. But so I started doing it. And uh, in Rhiannon and Archer fashion... I was listening every morning, and it would almost be like a little bit of a reflection mm-hmm. of the day past, being like, okay, so check in with yourself, because I'm yeah, always... Yeah, like, what's left over from yesterday? What's left over? How can we make that better? How can we do that? And honestly, like, some days it went up and down. Mm-hmm. Some days I'd be like, uh, you know, that was a good day, maybe drink one more glass of water, to other days when it's like fuck, what were you thinking? Like, and sometimes I would be, uh, I, I don't like to say that I'm beating up on myself, mm-hmm. but uh, some days I would be like, you know, come on, man, pull it together. You really failed here. You need to like smarten up. You've signed up for these things or you've signed up for this lifestyle or you're doing this. So if you're going to do it, then do it. If not, then something has to drop. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like a tough love uh, pep talk. Yeah. Um, and some good things uh, it was almost more like self-reflection mm-hmm. and uh, self-correction yeah. sort of thing. Uh, I've stopped drinking. Oh, good. Fully because of uh, it. Really? Yeah. I had like a really like, ugh, like stupid moment mm-hmm. uh, very recently <laughs> <laughs> on Halloween. Uh, that is very recent. I know. It's three days ago or two <laughs> days ago. Um, but, like, throughout it, like, I think a lot of parents or just people in general like to have a glass of wine at the end of the day yeah. or stuff. And I found that I was just having maybe two mm-hmm. quite frequently. And I would never be drunk, but it was, like, a thing that I wanted to get rid of. And by doing that check-in, I really caught it. Whereas mm. I wouldn't really have thought of it more. And on Halloween, I don't know what happened. 
Let's get honest. <laughs> oh, I'm so embarrassed of this. It's okay. You're in the right place. Oh, yeah. No, I don't care. I'm super honest. Like, uh, So basically, I had like some drinks and I put my kids to bed because we had a Halloween party. And then I went to like a neighbor's Halloween party. And like the one, I don't smoke weed. I don't have anything against it. I just, I'm like, I've always thrown up on it mm-hmm. in the, like high school. And they're like, oh, were you drinking and smoking weed? I was like, no. They were smoking and smoking, were you smoking cigarettes and smoking weed? Did I say drinking weed? I think I did. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just like, no, I just like every time when I'd ever do the pot room shows, I'd get really mm-hmm. sick. And so this girl's like, here, try this. And I was like already like in a buzz, like. I'm talking to new people. And I was like, okay, she gave me this like syringe. And then as I took it, she's like, it's CBD oil. And I'm like, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Tastes like mint. And then uh, 15 minutes later, I went upstairs. I went to go to bed and I uh, projectile vomited everywhere. It was so bad too, because it was Halloween. So I Mm -hmm. put a lot of green food coloring in the white wine (laughs) to make it like slime. To make it spooky. Yeah. <laughs> and I was drinking a lot of red wine too. So it was like this really like gross color. And I like threw up like four times, right? And the whole time I'm like, oh man. Like what uh-huh. is happening? Like I know I don't get that drunk ever, but I was yeah. like four times. And here's the kicker. On the fifth time, I didn't make it to the bathroom and I puked on my carpeted oh, floor. No. That's my life. Oh, no. I know. I'm looking at your face right now in the recording engineer's face. (laughs) And the next morning, hand on my chest, my stinky hand, (laughs) I put on my chest, I looked at the carpet, I was like, no, this ends. This stops now. And so I'm trying... Well, it's not not trying desperately. It's just breaking a habit. And I don't think I would have broken the habit... And really reflected on that issue that's not doing me any favors. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. Ching, ching. Glad the holiday season's coming up. Who's going to make my green wine again for Christmas? You still make it green just every holiday? Yeah. I'll do a, gr- a glass of red wine and then green wine. And, then, and people are like, you know, there is green wine. I'm like, yeah, but it's not. It's not. It's okay. not as green as it I need to make to it spooky. <laughs> So I found that out about myself. Uh, And yeah, just also that like, just to really learn to say no, because Mm -hmm. I would wake up and do my little reflection. And in my heart, I would just be really angry. I'd be really angry that I took something on or that I said yes, because I don't want people to feel bad. But at the same time, I don't want to do it. Well, that's so. the thing is, like, you focus so much on, like, outward stuff, especially mm-hmm. in your life, just the nature of your life, right? Where, yeah. you're, like, you're taking care of kids, you're taking care of other people, you're, like, writing, you're teaching, like, you have busy nothing left. And very focused on uh, other people and your, like, outward life, yeah. right? Demands a lot of your energy and attention. So just taking that, like, 30 seconds, a minute, whatever it is, to just look inward for a moment and be like what's going on in here like it makes you reassess your priorities yeah and it makes you learn in my case it's made me learn uh areas that i need to be like nah yeah no dice not doing it you Fuck gotta, off. it makes you prioritize yourself a little yeah. bit more because you start factoring yourself into the equation more than you were before and i think though that a month is uh i'm gonna keep doing it yeah keep doing it a month a month is not enough time like it's not enough time to like start to fix things because there's other things that i want to fix based on the reflections like just like saying no Mm -hmm. uh giving up drinking for at least a long period of time because Mm -hmm. it's turning into like a a habit i just really don't care for Mm -hmm. i kicked smoking i kicked a lot of other habits and this one, I'm just like, I don't need this. My waistline doesn't need it. Uh, but other than that, I, and, you know, it kind of comes back to where people are like, oh, you're running on empty. You need to do more self-care. It's like, well, I can do what I can do for now. Mm. It won't always be like this either. So, yeah. So uh, what other, did you notice other ways that you started taking yourself into account during this month or like prioritizing yourself? 
did you get to a point where you were able to say no to some things? Oh, yeah. Or, yeah? Oh, yeah, I know. Like, I've said no to a bunch of people. I've said no to, like, dinner parties that, like... Mm-hmm. One, like, in this... Like, not to say that, that you know, okay, this is this is relevant. Uh, so, within the past year and a half, since I was pregnant with my second child... I've really decided to cut out negative people in my life. That's a huge thing. Oh, fucking it. It's it so nice. Such a difference. Oh, it's so nice. Like, and whether or not they know it or not, I really couldn't care. It's not like mm-hmm. I'm going to cut you out and take that, but it's just, I'm not going to go to dinners. I'm not going to hang mm-hmm. out. I'm not going to say yes. I'm just not going to do all these distance. things. It's because, you know, for, for whatever reason it is, these people add nothing to mm-hmm. my life and just take away and their actions have been so negative that um it, it it's it's just so much better and i think by taking the time again to do the reflection reinforce that so yeah. there is a lot more like and i'm not getting like so cutthroat that i have like four people in my life mm-hmm. but it's really saying no to things uh one of the big things uh, that uh, I've, especially in the past month that I have started doing is saying no to shows because mm-hmm. I just I want to do them I love to do them it's the only time it that in my case it is a little bit of self-care because it's the only time I can feel like not like a mom not like a student not yeah. like this I feel like Rihanna and Archer yeah so I have been able to say no to a lot of shows uh, they've stopped asking which epic <laughs> but um yeah, just like really saying no and then ha- holding myself accountable for it. Mm-hmm. There was one uh, situation. Um, let me see if I can remember the day. October 9th. Mm-hmm. Can't remember. <laughs> uh, I ended up getting a festival showcase. Oh, that's great. No. Not great. No, I bombed it. Oh, no. I wasn't in the headspace. Yeah. I, because it was smack dab in the middle of my longest and closest and most amazing friend, uh, Nicole's bachelorette party Mm -hmm. that I had helped plan. Mm -hmm. So in the middle of it, they gave me a showcase saying, so at like 10, 1030 at night. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't have anything new that I was happy to do. I like I did have sorry I had stuff that I was happy to do but I didn't have the time to practice it that much so yeah. I practiced it once um, because the because the festivals I did the year prior knew the knew my festival material yeah. so I needed new stuff and I just haven't had time to write anything new since May mm-hmm. and um, I uh, went and I had the best intentions and I had these three fucking horrible human beings in front who uh, really couldn't decide if they wanted honey garlic or buffalo wings and were audibly talking and I'm one of those people that just gets so fucking (laughs) flustered yeah like it's next to impossible to talk when somebody's talking over you it's really distracting and it's horrible it's really distracting And I don't have time to tell them to shut the fuck up. Because it's a showcase. Because it's, it's a showcase. So and on it, top of it. Whereas normally you could kind of use that and deal with that and like really, make fun of those people for being so loud with their wings at a regular show. At this show, you can't. <laughs> I also think within the past four years, because and, and like because I've become a mom, um, I'm constantly interrupted by children. Yeah. And I've almost forgotten how to shut down a heckler other than saying shut the fuck up or Mm -hmm. leave like i don't say that to children but i basically say excuse me i'm Mm -hmm. talking i'm talking (laughs) stop talking and it alienates crowds all the time Mm -hmm. i don't know if it's because of how i look or my voice but i've always had to have an issue with people think i'm mean People think I'm mean on stage. I don't know if it's because I have dark hair. <laughs> I've been told this before. But people, my material is not mean. No. But I always, I think because, and this is what I'm trying, I totally know we're going off topic. No, but I think okay. because, um, I think because, and this is so pathetic, but people have told me that like, oh, well, your features are striking. Like I have like, 
just a serious face? I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm, like, and I have dark hair and I have, like, dark eyebrows and, like, you know, and I, I suffer no fools is mm-hmm. a line I've heard many times. And I'm like, okay. Uh, <laughs> that's ironic because I am kind of a fucking fool. <laughs> uh, and I just have a, have a confidence I, I don't know. Like, I don't yeah. I don't know. It's just from what people have told me. So people get a little apprehensive with me sometimes and they get a little nervous that I'm that I'm mean or something like that. Like, it's so always strange to me. And because, like, I've seen you on stage so many times, I've never thought that you <laughs> came across as being mean. Well, because you're and, a nice person and, and you don't prejudge people <laughs> by the way they look. Like, And I think there's oh, there's got to be like a sexist element of that. That, yeah. like, if you were the same persona, dark features, dark hair, dark eyebrows as a man, I think that they would just accept it. would be a fucking it. babe. Yeah, you would be. <laughs> You're a babe now. <laughs> Thank you. But I don't know what it is. And you know what? I've been told it all my life in, in a lot of in a lot of scenarios mm. where people would be like, oh, I used to be so intimidated by you because I used to think you were kind of mean or a bitch. And I'm like, well, now I'm going to be. Like, who the yeah. fuck says that? So... It's one of those, like, I don't know. So, anyways, I bombed it because I knew that if I told them to shut the fuck up... Like, yeah, that you would lose the audience. I'd lose the audience, yeah. and I didn't quite have them because I wasn't quite... And I didn't bomb, but it was not great. It was not a, f- a showcase that I was proud to do. Yeah. It was not to my standards. And it's one of those things, too, where, like, when you have something like that with, like, the people in the front row of the audience, like... These fucking twats. their waiting orders and stuff like that... Part of what makes you good when you're on stage is your ability to be present. Yeah. Right? And to just be in the moment that's happening. So when you have something like that that's totally taking you out of it. Yeah. Then, uh, of course, it's not going to go the way that you want it to. Because I just wanted to be like, girls, go with the honey garlic. Now shut the fuck up. Like, what are you doing? But if I said it like that, people would be like... Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm just like, what do you think? I'm going to fight them? <laughs> oh, man. People. Oh, I went, I, oh, that's so mad. I'm so mad. Anyways, I didn't do great. How was your check-in the day after that? I was really upset. Yeah. I was, I was really upset. I was like, you shouldn't have done it. You didn't want to do it. And here's the kicker. When I got to the showcase, the booker said, Oh, you're not on the show because you didn't respond to me. Long story short, uh, he doesn't understand what a BCC is. Mm. So he just CC'd all the comics. So when I replied, it replied back to the last comic who replied all. Oh. And so I'm like, so I I did, Mm. but it wasn't to you. But he was kind enough to be like, well, but I like you, so I'll, I'll put you on and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. So I already had that, like, awkward. And then I had an, an ex-boyfriend comic come up behind me, who I'm fine with. Mm-hmm. But he, I don't know what his problem is. But he was just like, oh, that's not a great way to start a showcase. And, like, nudged me and walked away. And I'm like, go fuck oh, yourself. Oh, my God. I was like. <laughs> oh, my God. Stinker. <laughs> and I can't, and I like this person. But yeah. I was just like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> here and uh so then yeah so i did it so then and so the next day when i checked in i was really upset because Mm -hmm. the first part of my friend's bachelor party i was nervous Mm. i i wanted to make sure that she was having a good time and i was trying to go over my jokes in my head while painting a moon (laughs) with uh with some trees in it Mm because we went to a paint night yeah (laughs) And then I was, like, trying to orchestrate. I had too many things going on in my mind. And when I got to the show, I should have just said, okay, I'll leave. Because mm-hmm. I would... Re- but, like, I I was st- like I was really annoyed with myself. And that was one of the, day- the next days that I was like, you should have said no all around. But the problem is, is that I haven't done that showcase since I had my child. And mm-hmm. I didn't know why. And I was really mad. Mm-hmm. So... I should have just said no, because I knew I didn't have the material to my standards mm-hmm. and to absolutely their standards. And I think the next day, like I didn't check in because I was pretty, I was pretty upset. Yeah. I was pretty depressed for like a couple days. I think it's a thing like in this industry, and I'm sure that it's true 
in a lot of other professions, too. Oh, yeah. Like, we feel like we can't say no. Like, you feel like if somebody asks you to do something in stand-up that you have to say yes every time. Yeah, because... Regardless of how much that's going to impact, like, your ability to take care of yourself or well, whether what, or not you're going to be in the best place to do that thing I got to your super burnt out before I had my kids. Mm-hmm. I got super burnt out because I was constantly being asked to do... For a large festival, Mm -hmm. I was asked for many years to open a lot of their shows. Mm -hmm. And they basically came back to me and I basically like, it looks really good for this other festival that you could do. Mm -hmm. And uh, it doesn't pay, but it's great exposure. And I'm like, oh, okay. So if I don't say yes, they'll just take someone else. Yeah. So I think one year I did upwards of 18 shows for them for a drink ticket that only got you beer and I don't drink beer. So I was like, cool, 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 cool. Oh, great. And I did it for four years straight. To be clear also, I believe that this festival is a festival that happens in a period of like 10 days, seven to 10 days. So you'd be be doing 18 shows two in, in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. And then the kicker was I was seven months pregnant. Mm-hmm. Doing the shows again for free, mm-hmm. and then they handed me a beer ticket, and I was like, you, "Oh, you don't even care about me as a fucking human being." Yeah, I was like, "Whoa!" So I stopped doing those shows mm-hmm. because I'm like, I'm not worthless. Yeah, I'm worth something. And then I was never showcased again. Mm-hmm. And now I'm sure it's coincidence, but uh, I got a showcase this year. Because I was hounding them, and then I fucked it up. But I also... A nice thing... And I don't know if it's because I'm being more aware. uh, I got a little insight to that festival's process. Yeah. And it made me feel better. It made me feel a lot better. uh, Because I also find that... This has also happened as a mom, but like as I'm checking with myself... Uh, and I am harder on myself, I am still trying to give other people a benefit of a doubt. Yeah. Being like, well, maybe this isn't what you first thought. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't know. Have you ever read um, The Four Agreements? No. It's a really good book. It's a short read, too. Okay, that's my kind of book. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, is it audio it's, it's very short. I'm, I'm sure that there is an audiobook version. But basically, it boils down to, like, these four guiding principles that if you live your life doing these four things, you will live a happier life and, and you will be fine. What are the four agreements? Uh, um, Spoiler. <laughs> uh, be impeccable with your word. What do you mean? Meaning, like... Um, oh, if you say you're going to do it, do it? Like, speak your truth. And uh, don't use your words for um, petty things like gossip. But and, I love and stuff. Gossip. I know gossip is so much fun. But when it's super but, juicy, <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! Did you well, hear about this? <laughs> you can still listen. Just don't repeat, I suppose. But oh be, yeah, be no, impeccable you know with your word, and um, uh, always do your best. Meaning, like whatever you're doing, even if it's like some bullshit thing that you hate doing, still do, do it. it. Do it well. Do your because bullshit assignment for your you, university. Exactly. You'll be happier taking pride and having done something the best that you could. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm does trying ex- to leave... Hold on. Does it explain that? What if, what if your best work isn't really good? That's fine. Okay. Well, yeah. No, it also... Uh, it specifies in that chapter, like, what your, like, quote-unquote, best is, is going to change from day to day mm-hmm. and from moment to moment. So it's also checking in with yourself and just being like... Maybe I'm not doing, like, the best at this that I ever could. Yeah. But am I doing the best that I can today? Oh. Right? Today I've done... Like that one. Mm, I've done okay. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I haven't eaten yet. (laughs) That's important. I know. (laughs) I'm going to eat something after. That's important. I know, but, like, I forgot to eat today. That's I've, okay. Well, no, I've had a lot of Halloween candy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, okay, I'm working up to the one that I was getting to, but I'm really struggling to remember what the third one is. <laughs> we'll just skip ahead. Keep um, your word. Yeah, so be impeccable with your word. Um, always do your best. Uh, the one that I was leading to was don't make assumptions. 
Oh, can't. Don't take anything personally. That's the other oh, one. Oh, those are my two things. I know. I can't. I take I everything, take everything personally. personally. And I assume the worst. I know, all the time. But it's amazing how much it changes when you start taking those things into account. So don't take anything personally. That's a very my husband hard one does, for me. My, my husband is not like... My husband is amazing at not taking things personally. I don't know how people do it. I take everything so personally. Like, a stranger looks at me weird, and I'm like... Well, I'll say this about the... <laughs> thinking about it for, like, days. I'll say this about that festival. I was absolutely taking it personally. Right? And then I got the insight of, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, fair. Yeah. So that comes to the don't making don't make assumptions. No, I got right? to. Where, like, you don't it's my know... my scientific you method. Don't, you don't actually know... Uh, like, for example, if you are like, oh, I like I need to talk to somebody about this yeah. difficult thing and you start spinning fantasy scenarios in your mind of like, oh, they're probably going to react like this and they're going to yeah. take this really badly and they're going to think these things about me. You have to just kind of clear that slate and just be like, I don't know what I don't know. Um, I have no control over what their reaction is going to be to this. I have no information about what their reaction will actually be to this. So I can't make any assumptions and I just have to do it anyway. Good and all grief. I can do is be impeccable with my word and say the thing that I need to say. Um, but yeah, don't make assumptions is huge. Because, uh, like, I don't know. I have a tendency to be like... Everyone hates me. Like, I I must know. You know? like <laughs> it's It's almost like a... Like an ego thing of like oh, yeah. hubris in a way where I'm like I'm like well like I- I'm pretty smart like and and like I know this person pretty well I think I know how this is gonna go and how they're gonna react to this thing or like oh I think I know what's actually going on here and I make all of these assumptions in my head mm-hmm. but the thing is is like regardless of how smart I am or how well I know that person or whatever it is I am continually wrong and continually yeah. surprised. <laughs> by the reality of a situation or the reality of someone's reaction to something. So it does kind of justify that, like, don't make assumptions. Like, you don't everything, know. I, I fully agree. And I've, like, I know my life would be better if I didn't mm-hmm. do those things. It's so hard, though. It's so what, hard. Especially, especially with text. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is with goddamn boomers, but it's just, like, when... They, like, for instance, my dad. I'd be like, Dad, is it okay if I drop my son off at your house at 12? Okay, period. And then you're like, that's not okay? What's wrong? I know. That's what's happening. Oh, my God, I make assumptions like that all the time. That's my life. That's my life. That's my life. That's my act. That's my whole thing. overcompensate on my end with, like... So do I. Like, an obnoxious amount of exclamation points and, like, smiley faces after (laughs) Oh, my God, you sound like me. It's just like, what is happening? Why is this so abrupt? Mm -hmm. So abrupt. Ooh, if somebody, like, doesn't capitalize the letters... Even I'm I'm like oh they didn't like care enough to like capitalize the oh, letters. Oh no, that's weird. That's or, like, too much. Their typos and stuff. I'm like oh they didn't like re- like check this message before they sent it. They just like <laughs> check the message before they sent. I never Me do too, because I'm paranoid about how other people are gonna perceive my words. Oh man, do what so I hate I though. So I project all of that onto oh. everybody else and then make all kinds of assumptions about how that person feels. For some, and if they don't end everything with an exclamation point, I assume they're mad and they. Amy. My, well, they do. <laughs> no. Uh, exclamation points. I actually have a big problem with exclamation points. I'm like, are you excited or yelling? Ah. Like, I'm like, what is, so like, just, I don't use any punctuation unless a comma. I mm. love a comma. I love a good comma. Commas are good. I don't care. Give me the Oxford comma. I don't mind it. <laughs> I'll take all, commas but all the, right. Like, sometimes I leave periods open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fine. But I just, yeah, so, uh, yeah, no. I, I assume a lot, but um, I'm getting, excuse me, I'm getting better. It's hard, though. It is hard. And it's something that you have to kind of keep going back to and keep paying attention to when you're doing it. Okay, but I was saying, my husband, he takes nothing personally. I'm like, how the fuck? What a gift. Yeah. But it just turns out he doesn't care. <laughs> but the thing is, is like, don't you look at that and feel so jealous of like, oh, I wish I didn't yeah. care. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, for instance, oh, this is so dumb. I actually, ooh, again, this was the day I checked in and I got embarrassed mm-hmm. for my behavior. And I'm like, well, nothing I can do now. Uh, long story short, so my son is turning four in December and um, <laughs> it's a lot of a lot of birthday parties now. Yeah. Lots of birthday parties. Yep. And basically there's always been this one other woman 
uh, who's gone to... So my kid goes to a daycare that was in a school, and now he's going to the school, and he's still in the daycare. Mm -hmm. And there was this other little girl there, and she was fine. She's just very aggressive, little Mm -hmm. kid. Uh, She's been very aggressive with my son. Um, And then I met her mom, and her mom's very aggressive. Mm -hmm. Her mom is very aggressive. Uh, I don't know this woman's story. I've tried to befriend her, but I just get a sense that she's just like, fuck off. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, she loves my husband, though. Yeah. She will beeline it for him. So I'm like, ah, I see what's going on here. <laughs> but that's my assumption. I shouldn't assume. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, basically, she invited a lot of kids from the school to her daughter's birthday, but Jude. Oh, That's fine. My son doesn't, pro- like, my son likes this kid just fine. Yeah. And we had plans, but it was still like she was talking within earshot of me Mm -hmm. like a bunch of times. And I had a lot of people message me about, um, oh, my God, like, please tell me you're going to this party. I was like, fuck, Mm -hmm. no, we weren't invited. And I don't like I can't stand the mom. I find her obnoxious and really Mm -hmm. aggressive. And I've tried to befriend her. I've tried to include her and her kid and stuff, but Mm -hmm. she's not having it. So I'm like, okay, But then like. As the more I saw more people fucking going to this party and complaining to me, I'd be like, what the fuck? Because it was like, it was a mandatory, like, costume party. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, so more work than just Yeah, and we're just like, fuck off. Birthday no, anyway. I don't know. Any, like, anyways, mm-hmm. the parents had to dress up too, though. Oh, my God. But, like, she's running, like, we were at a birthday party the day before, and the mom was there, and she was running around, like, telling people, she didn't tell me, but she told Mm -hmm. everybody around me. And so I'm like, I could have not assumed that, like, maybe she, maybe she did invite, and Jude lost the invite. Mm -hmm. Maybe she doesn't like me. Maybe she's at capacity. Maybe the little girl doesn't like Jude. I'm like, well, Mm -hmm. then why the fuck she biting him all the time? (laughs) Uh, Because he's so delicious. (laughs) Delicious little gingerbread boy. Um, But instead, I just internalized it and got really fucking mad in a way just because of the way the mother was acting. Yeah. I didn't want to go, but I also felt... It wasn't the fact that that you weren't invited no, it, was but it was the like nature her running of around, the handling right? of it yeah and you know what i like kind of like the the day after i was trying to like reflect about it because i was like pissed and my husband was just like why do you care you didn't want to go to it jude doesn't know mm-hmm. he doesn't care and i'm like you're right and i'm embarrassed because like a couple of parents who i am friends with i was like what a fucking bitch <laughs> <laughs> But then I was like, you know what? And I actually thought of, like, doing a better thing. So when my kid... I'll make sure that her kid is invited to my kids. Yeah. See if she comes. (laughs) But I was just also like, fuck, man. Like, I got so mad about it, making all these assumptions. Mm -hmm. But maybe I'll try that next time. Yeah. Don't but yeah, my husband was like, you don't care. He's like, you deep down don't care. I know you don't care. You just, are you bored right now? And I'm like, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I got nothing going on. Do you have a thing like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if you're as desperate for approval as I can be sometimes. But no, uh, <laughs> no, I like, even if I don't like a person, there's still a part of me that like needs them to like me. Which is really sad. No, I don't have that. No, I'm like, let's 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 heighten this fucking bad blood. I'm envious Let me put some of that. CBD oil in this fucking blood. Puke Not it me. all up. Not me. No? I'm like, no. I'm like, gotta mend every rift. Like, you- gotta. <laughs> <laughs> no. Can I ask you a weird? Can I ask you a personal question? Uh, what podcast are you on right now? Of course, you've asked me a personal question. Are your parents together? Um, my parents are divorced. I and my mom has remarried. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did that happen as a kid or as an adult? Uh, as a, my family's a long story, but uh, my mom and my stepdad got together when I was like a little baby. Oh, okay. And then split up when I was seven and then got back together like 12 years later and are currently together. It's kind of kind of sweet a little bit. No, it is kind of sweet. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Whatchamacallit though. Um, I just think because I find a lot of people whose parents are together are kind of like no got to keep, keep together. everybody together yeah. i will say like um i don't know i've been doing a lot of thinking about uh like early childhood roles in families and mm-hmm. stuff like that and i think um me and my sister both played similar roles which is uh unconventional usually siblings end up taking on different positions in the family oh yeah but because there's such an age gap between me and my sister we're 12 years apart mm-hmm 
So it was like she moved out to go to university when I was like five. Oh. So it was like she played a role and then she Poofed. left and then I took the, the role that she had been playing, which was like, um, they call it like family hero. Yeah. Where like you're the glue. Yeah. Right? And uh, so I think I do have very much that. The, you're the glue. Yeah. You're sticky. That I'm, like, I'm sticky. sticky. <laughs> like, I, yeah, got to keep everybody together and also like, um, yeah, need to be in good standing. Yeah. With everyone. Well, I'm my well, so my upbringing, which will tell you why I don't have a need for approval, is I am the second born to like a Portuguese family, and I'm the I'm the second born, and I'm the girl. Mm-hmm. So my brother, so like nobody really cared. Nobody really cared for the approval. Mm-hmm. I got the approval, but nobody like required yeah no yeah. no but like a lot of the time and, and i'm totally fine with it like it, it really doesn't bother me because when it comes down to it i really do like the person i am even faults and all mm-hmm. and i wouldn't be that person if i didn't have that upbringing yeah so i wouldn't have changed it but i just like a lot and as a mom i'm hyper hyper aware of it but it happens i have two boys um so I'm uh, like, sorry, what I was saying was like, I know my brother got all the attention. Mm-hmm. I try very hard to not do that to my sons. Yeah. I especially make the second one like he doesn't have everything hand me down. Mm-hmm. He has his own stuff. He has his own sort of things like that. And I will continue to do that and be involved like that. But I find like I, I've never really sought for approval. Uh, could be laziness, could be. <laughs> like I know I'm not gonna get it, so why the fuck I don't care. I'll just do what I what makes me happy and what I like to do and hope for the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I've never been an approval person. I feel like I'm I'm getting better at that in recent years. But yeah, when I look to like a young Tracy, it's changing, but like that that's hard. That's changing your entire being. Yeah, that's the changing. That's changing an aspect of what makes you you. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with seeking approval, providing it's like you know in a healthy like way. Yes. Well, I've been trying to think a lot about my relationship with approval, and mm-hmm. like it's a difficult thing to get past because of like the nature of this job. Oh, right yeah. of like literally the structure of our job but do you requires not feel... me to be like professionally likable <laughs> well like <laughs> from my so when it comes to professionalism like in i'm i strive to stick to my time be polite mm-hmm. be grateful and be professional which yes. not many people are you have been uh, every, well, every time I walk into like JCB, you're always it's like you and I, like the first ones there. I'm like, yeah. And if not, we're on the horn, being like, gonna be late, yeah. right? Um, I I just find that like because uh, are you talking about like you seek approval from the audience? That's what I'm thinking. Is like that's where it becomes difficult. Is that just the nature of this? I like this. Re- no, no, because that's what you got to do. That an audience likes me yeah that they vocalize their approval of me Mm -hmm. that they pay attention to me and so it's a difficult thing to kind of change my relationship with in my life outside of comedy of being like uh how do i structure my internal life in a way where i don't require um that ap- approval. Also, there's a, an aspect of it where it's like, if you don't get those things from an audience, right? You've done if bad. They, then you've done bad. Yeah. Right? And you aren't good at this. But for that for that set. I'm right? just like, yeah, yeah. Like, no, but not I, a I shook my head. State. I'm like, no. But like, but like, for that night, you're like, I wasn't good at my job tonight. That's like oh, the yeah, feeling that, where that I, I walk have, away like, with. When I did the showcase, I'm like, I did not right? do a good job. But when it comes to audience wise i think maybe if you look at it in a status way i don't know if because i'm a teacher and i teach doing Mm -hmm. this and i really 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 love teaching this i look at it as a status thing and it kind of like rolls off my back regardless of the situation um i'm doing it Mm -hmm. the audience is not yeah the audience is going to see comedy because deep down they would fucking love to do it Mm -hmm. so that status and it's a it sounds completely arrogant i know but i think there's a lot of truth in it yeah 
whether or not you killed it that night or that that audience was your uh, was your audience. Mm-hmm. I feel that when you uh, look at it as in a status way, there's like millions of people who would love to attempt this and do not. Mm-hmm. So I kind of so just the at, fact that you've done it at all that night, yeah. is impressive in itself. That I got up, that yeah. I got my ass here. That I've written and taken years, months, weeks, mm-hmm. days, hours, writing this material. Whether or not you find you're my audience who finds me particularly funny, great. If not, all right, I'll try it the next time. But I feel like if you try to get the approval of every single person mm-hmm. in the way of your material and your your being... I think is too broad. Agreed. It's and, uh, way too broad because like yeah. people will hate you because you're a woman, because you're white, because mm. you have brown hair. You can't please you look everyone like my all ex the time. Girlfriend, because you look yeah. like my ex best friend. Like mm-hmm. you can't like it's almost an impossible feat. And it has been a good lesson in that mm-hmm. of like you can't please everyone all the time. Oh. And like you're never gonna have a hundred percent of an audience like completely in love with you and uh, i've noticed like as i've gotten better at not needing so desperately to to win people over just in general like even outside of comedy it's uh it's changed how i am when i'm on stage like i used to as i'd scan through an audience while i was up there if i noticed that there was somebody who wasn't enjoying themselves and who wasn't smiling and didn't seem to be enjoying my set i would like really focus in on that person (laughs) and really be like i need them to like me yeah and now when i catch those people in the audience i see them once clock that they aren't enjoying themselves and then never look at them again and i focus all of my energy on the people who are having a good time and i'm there for them and i feel like that's how i've sort of started to be in my life outside of comedy now where Mm -hmm. i'm like i don't have time to worry about winning over people who like i don't even care no i totally agree (laughs) and it it, it does It, it it moves on between everything else like especially with uh like audience stuff like sometimes like i like the the way i keep doing this and the way it keeps being fun to me is i go on stage and this this sounds pretty arrogant but i'm just like i'm doing this a lot of people wish they could yeah so i'm gonna respect that Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna note that and then i'm going to have fun i don't Uh, think that's arrogant well, Amy Poehler always says, like, if you look like you're having fun, then people will, too. Yeah. I think that I'm funny. Sometimes I have jokes that are just for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, this makes me laugh. <laughs> and I'm just happy. And I don't think about the audience in that way. And if I have a bad set, I'd be like, okay, well, that was a bad set. Let's work on the next one. But I just feel that, like, it's more of, like, a confidence and just a, a different way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, you drive yourself crazy. Exactly. And, uh, like, uh, I don't know, to for listeners and stuff who aren't in comedy, like, that is just a way to go about your life. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially, like, in dating. Yeah. I've never... And here's the thing. I, I've, I've dated an, enough. Uh, I couldn't fathom what it's like right now in the dating scene. I hear people... Because I'm married. I've been mm-hmm. with my husband eight years. Uh, but, like, still, even when I was younger, people would bitch to me about dating. And I'm like... If this person is not treating you right, get rid of them. Yeah. Right? Like, you don't need this. I've just always not sought approval. And if somebody doesn't like me, then why the fuck do I want to be with them? Right? Yeah. And that's like, and the I've been, best and I've been attitude tricked. to have. I've been tricked before where I'm like, what? Why don't you like me? <laughs> but, like, quick turnarounds. Mm-hmm. Like, being like, okay, fine. Why do I want to be with somebody who doesn't want to, A, treat me right, B, you know, make me... Uh, happy and all that mm. stuff because it just comes back to the status thing. Yeah, I'm a really good person and I like what I I like who I am and I like what I do. So if this audience isn't going mm. for it, I'm gonna do my thing and then I'm gonna leave. Yeah, and then uh, for something like dating, it's like oh no, like I'm, that's the same yeah, thing with dating. Exactly like, the same. If I don't, it's like, this person I'm a, like I'm a I'm good doing. and lovable person and I enjoy who I am. And if you aren't on board with who I am, too bad because that's the person I am. Yeah. And why would I keep you around? Yeah, and like, and then that's not saying that like I go on stage. I'm like I'm gonna rock this shit and I have mm. no faults. I went 100 percent have faults, mm. but that's also again what makes me like myself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Thanks, man. I've got really good self-esteem, except like I'm so hard on myself. 
I get it. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, right, you're really great, but why the fuck did you do that? You idiot. Oh, I talk I to think- myself a lot. I'm always like, idiot. Maybe something to add if you continue to do this like daily heart check in. Take out the swears. Would be no, you can still swear as much as you want. Okay, good. It it's not about taking anything out. It's more about adding something in. Of uh, like Don't make assumptions those, because a lot of those Yeah. The assumptions a lot of when I'm like, fuck. Mm-hmm. Man, that's my that's mm-hmm. like the only thing I'm good at. Mm-hmm. But do your check in. Be as critical as you feel the need to be and reflect however you like, but maybe close the check-in off with saying something positive to yourself. Your hair is nice. <laughs> Whatever it is, that would be fine. Be like, if you, that's what you've got for yourself, actually, that I like day, that. Be like, okay, nice. you gotta end it off with something nice. It's yeah. Like, oh, okay. And then search for whatever nice thing you have to say to yourself that day. Yeah. I think that would be a good way of closing that off because then you still get the, like, the self-reflection on behavior, um, recognition of things that you would like to change or do differently going forward, but then you also give yourself some kind of affirmation of like, you are also okay like this. Yeah. I like it. I'll do it. Okay. I'll come back in a month. <laughs> <laughs> so we end by me giving the guest a genuine compliment. <gasps> One? <laughs> I could give you so many. Okay, let's go. Um, I think you are just amazing. Oh, thank you. I like, love you, too. You mentioned earlier that, like, um, a lot of people are like, oh, when I first met you, I was really intimidated because I thought you were mean. I, when I first met you, I was very intimidated, but it was because I was like, <laughs> she's so, like, pretty and cool, and she's so funny and confident and amazing. Oh, <laughs> so man. So I was, like, afraid to talk to you. Well, Because I you. found you um, intimidatingly great. Oh, man. All around. <laughs> Tracy, I love you. I love you, too. <laughs> and as I've continued to get to know you, I feel all of those things are still very true. And Aww. you are, like, honestly one of my favorite comedians to watch. I lo- I Oh, man. Even if, I'm a, even if we're on a show and I'm, like, it's a setup where there's, like, a green room or something like that, I usually at a show will stay in the green room and go over my stuff, but I will make a point of going out and watching your set if you were on a show. Oh, man, thanks. That because I'm so like, much. this is a luxury. Ah, stop it. I'm going to die here and happy lady. (laughs) Finally get the rest I need. That's true. (laughs) Thanks, uh, dude. Yeah, I think what I hope for you is that you continue to find ways to take space for yourself in your life because you do so much. Yeah. Um, And you are a person worthy of care, so you should be taking care of yourself. Man, I'm going to cry. Thank you. I love you. This was so nice. Can I give you a compliment? If you want. I think you're really pretty and funny. Thank and even you. though your name is Hamilton, your last name, <laughs> and I grew up in Burlington, I have no qualms with you. <laughs> oh, okay. I will take that. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for doing this. Anytime. And listeners, go be nice to yourself and remember that love is everywhere. <laughs> <laughs>